Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. little bit of coffee because it's always halloween here those watching on youtube you can see got a sam coffee cup because i don't even play around i need that spookiness in myself but welcome back to another episode of sipping with sin the podcast where we talk about stuff and things and things and stuff that are important to everybody and it's just scientifically proven it's facts you know we don't argue it we don't we don't argue what is put in front of us on the science it's just the number one podcast of stuff and things that are important to everybody factuals there you go but welcome back to another episode Ladies and gents, hope you're doing well, doing amazing, doing fantastic. Hopefully we won't have technical issues this week, but you know, if we do, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. For those watching on YouTube, the video feed keeps cutting out every so long. I don't know why. You don't really hear it on the audio end, so there you go. Let your ears rejoice. But the, the video version acts goofy, and I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but you know, it is what it is. But we got a fun episode in store for you, and uh, without further ado, let's bring back our one and only, our esteemed colleague, Mr. Christian. How's everyone doing on this fabulous week? Fab- what did, a fabulous what? Week. Oh, I don't know what I thought you said. What did you I, think I said? I don't know. I was That's really it. lost. It was like fabulous week. I don't know what you were saying. I was so confused. <laughs> God. I should have just made up a word. That's On hilarious. this fabulous... <laughs> <laughs> Tichuba. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! My brain is honestly like legit pudding this week. I don't know, my my stuff is fried. By the way, Tichuba is still one of my favorite names of all time. I wouldn't name a person Tichuba like like a child, but we did the I worst. Still love that you name. Were like, okay, so it's a little inside joke the Tichuba thing. We were trying to play <laughs> Path of Exile, I think. No, it was a uh, it was a uh, Path of Exile Diablo. No, was it? Yeah. I thought it was Diablo. No, because it was free, and we were like, "Ooh, what's this game? Let's check it out." And then we saw the skill tree, and we we're like, "Oh shit!" Because it's like ultra in depth. I still want to go back and play Path of Exile, but I remember I made something. I named it Tichuba, and that's all we would yell, like run around questing was Tichuba, <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> it's like the go-to name for me Maybe now. Maybe we when started I make- saying it on Diablo, but then we made a character on Path of Exile Tichuba, and it just made it worse. Like the Lord. You know what? It did start with Diablo because I made a witch doctor named Tichuba. Because you would always say that. Because uh, I was watching that that Salem show at the time, and we would say Tichuba, and then that just took off and was just became different shit. But yeah, man. It, Speaking of Diablo, thing <laughs> that I can't I can't not say it now. I always say it. Dude, Diablo Four looks everything that I want it to be. I'm so good, incredibly good. excited for that game. And after playing the beta a couple weekends back, which they have another one coming out uh, May 12th, I think. But mm. after playing the beta, God dang. I was like, all right, if this just doesn't suck, like or it just like I'm playing this game. If there's just not something that just immediately turns me off of it. And I played it. I saw the cutscenes, all the gameplay. I was like, yep, I'm done. I'm sold. You you got what I wanted. It's Diablo. It's better than 
oh god, it just it was so good. I'm so excited. Necromancer, I was running around with like Legion of Dead everywhere, just murdering everything. It was sick as hell. Jeez. I can't wait. Super excited for that. But that segues us into our first segment and something that's a reoccurring segment we do every week, and we like to talk about what we've been watching, listening, reading, playing, or kind of just doing this past week. So, uh, Christian, what, what have you been into? We'll let you lead off. Man, this week has been a really busy week for me just in general. Uh, I've been doing a lot of a lot of artwork and a lot of uh, IRL like work stuff. Um, but aside from that, I haven't had a lot of time to watch anything. I've I've watched a bit of the last season of The Wire. Uh, since that's the last season I'm on, I'm trying to finish that up strong. So I have watched a few episodes of that. I've been watching some old wrestling, looking at a lot of early John Cena, Brock Lesnar stuff um, in my free time. And then uh, just trying to catch up with comic book stuff in general. I've been reading. Uh, I, w- I will say this. I read a comic this week that was fantastic it, it, it was the final issue of deceased and uh, for all for those of you who don't know deceased is like a, a zombie take on dc stories kind of kind of in the vein of like marvel zombies but in my opinion it's much better um i, I honestly don't really know how to I honestly don't don't know how to describe the story without going into heavy details but Deceased is so good. There's there's a couple of stories with this story. If you get a chance, anybody listening, watching, read Deceased. Um, I, I've never been a huge Damien fan. Uh, he's 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 not been my favorite. He's never probably going to be my favorite Robin. Um, but I will say this: Damien in in the Deceased story like fucking won me over. He, he really did. He was a great character. John Kent. Stepping up as the you know as Superman in the story was really good. Uh, what what happens with Batman, with Wonder Woman, with everybody that we know from the Justice League? Fantastic. The characters that we are introduced or reintroduced to in the story, fantastic. The the ending that we got we got deceased issue I think eight this week or six or eight I can't remember at the top of my head right now because my my brain's a little fried as well. The last issue fucking got me. It got me like I felt good and triumphant and sad and then I felt a little bit depressed and then I felt happy again like I felt everything rage all of it from this one issue of this of this story it was fantastic it was fantastic and and it, it I haven't read too many comics this year that I've given perfect tens to but that issue is a perfect 10 no no questions asked it was amazing and that was that was one of the best things that I've done this week is read that. So uh, out of all the things that I've done, all the art, all the job stuff, you know, real life stress, that was one of the best things that I've done was take the time out to read that final issue of that story. So that that's me, guys. That's what I've been doing this week. Uh, obviously, that's high praise for a story you probably never heard of. But if you get the chance, go out and find Deceased. Read the entirety of the of the story. Read all the tie-ins, everything. It's it's worth it. It's really good. It's one of the best things coming out of DC right now. And I don't say that lightly. Like I, I mean that. It's it's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. What okay. about you? Nice. Um, so I watched a show. It took us a little longer than we should have, but I've been busy with dad stuff and then fighting internet and 
trying to stream and and all this stuff. Um, but and the missus has been crazy busy at work. But we watched. Uh, it's a documentary, and I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it was about the Boston Marathon bombing. Um, <laughs> it's on Netflix, and it's like a three-episode. Uh, really interesting. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot. Like I remember all of it because it happened in 2013, but there was a lot that I didn't know about, I guess because where we live or maybe like, I didn't pay as close attention to the news or something, but there was a lot of stuff like gunfire, like a whole – Essentially, like war zone at one point when they confronted them, where they were throwing like bombs and stuff at the cops, and like there was a whole bunch of stuff that went down. Um, it is an interesting watch. I've been kind of on a documentary kick. I love documentaries, and I like you know just hearing the different details and things and, and learning more about stuff. Um, so we watched that. Uh, haven't really watched many shows or anything or movies this week. I've been slacking. I did watch uh, the Power Rangers thing yesterday with my son. Um, How was that? What is I'm supposed called? to be watching. You know what I'm weekend. talking about? Yeah, it's like once and always, or yeah. once and forever, something it like that. It is good for nostalgia purposes. It's extremely cheesy and mm-hmm. definitely low budget because a lot of the stuff they do, I'm like, man, come on. Like the putties, I can see the the where the the suit is like pulled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. It's like where the top of the headpiece is pulled through. You could see it on certain things. It's good for oh, some nostalgia. No. Um, they have a nice moment where they kind of have like a tribute to um, Jason David Frank. And then I can't think of her name, but uh, the actress that played Trini. They both have passed mm-hmm. away. Um, they had that. Um, they have, what is his name? I can't think of the actor's name. They played Billy and they played Zach. Both of those originals are back. Uh, it, Yost, I think is his name. Bless Billy's heart, but whoever dyed that boy's hair to get him ready for this, you can see literally like at the bottom of his hairline, you can see the like dark dye where it stained his scalp, like the where they had the thing on. So bless his heart. Um, it it is what it is. Um, you had the actor that played Rocky come back, and then an actress who has like an Australian accent or something. I think I can't remember. They played Kimber or not Kimberly, but played uh, Pink Ranger. I can't yeah. remember her name. Yeah. I, I didn't watch that one with her, but I mean, it it is what it is. It's like an hour long. The stories, okay, like you know, it was good for nostalgia purposes. Like I watched it; it brought back my childhood a little bit, and I was like, sweet. And then that was what it was, you know, and nothing. Nothing like crazy. Um, other than that, I've played a few games this week. One of them being X Defiant, which I'm not going to lie, I didn't really even know about. And then it kind of just showed up. Uh, it's done by Ubisoft. And it's a first-person shooter that essentially is like COD. It's like Call of Duty. And I was like, okay, so it's a COD wannabe. But then when I played it, it plays really smooth and they do something a little different. So their characters you play, like there's a different modes. There's a mode kind of like overwatch, like an escort mode. And there's like these different modes, domination, all kinds of stuff like that. Right. And then you have mm-hmm. like loadouts. You can unlock stuff very similar to COD battle pass, all that stuff. Right. But your different factions in it are from Ubisoft games. So you have, um, the Pyro dudes. I can't remember what they're called, but they're essentially they're from the vision. You have uh, Liberators from Far Cry. You have ones from uh, Siphon Filter. You have another from, like, Ghost Recon. 
Like, I thought that was another from Watch Dogs. Like, I thought that was a pretty dope little thing in it. The game's pretty fun. It plays pretty well. They've had server issues. Um, and they have, like, some netcode issues that they're aware of. But it is a closed beta at the moment. We were lucky enough to get a, um, access to it to check it out. But it, it's going to be a free-to-play arena shooter. And I'll definitely probably be checking it out when it comes out. Because it, it was fun. If you like that style of game, it's fun. It's a fun shooter. And free-to-play, I feel like, is a really smart move for them. Especially if they're wanting to compete with COD and everything going on there. Uh, so that was that was a... Uh, Pretty fun. I definitely plan on checking it out. I think the time of recording this, the beta goes on for like another couple days, and then they're going to shut it down. But then another game that I've been pretty excited for, and I will say it's the first time I'm looking to get back into this franchise since probably the second game, maybe the third. I think maybe I did play the third quite a bit. Maybe. I know I played a lot of the second and the different ones of the second, but that will be the new Street Fighter game. And Street Fighter 6 demo actually dropped. Time of recording this yesterday. So uh, nice. on 420 it recorded or it dropped. And uh, it's very limited what you can do. If you have a PS4 or PS5, you can play it. It's like a 15 gig download. You can play a tutorial, like essentially giving you like the basics of battle stuff. You can play um, a head-to-head, like a one-on-one fight. And the only characters are Ryu and Luke. That's the only ones you have unlocked to play, which is fine. It's whatever. And then I think the main purpose of this demo is they actually dropped, um, what is it called? Uh, World Tour? I think, yeah, World Tour. I think that's what it is. And World Tour is essentially their new mode. And to me, it reminds me of kind of like um, the Dragon Ball games we're doing, or uh, if you're into. Um, NBA 2K, how they had their uh, their neighborhood and stuff where you could kind of roam around when you weren't playing games and stuff like that. So, But it's mm-hmm. different. So you get to play like the first chapter. You get to make your avatar, which is your custom character, which is pretty sick. Um, it looks like you'll be able to have different movesets for them and learn different abilities and stuff, which is cool. And, of course, clothing and all that stuff. Um, you level up. So essentially it's like a Street Fighter RPG in a way. You level nice. up. The cool thing I really liked is once you kind of get out into the world, like past the little basic tutorial thing, the you have like characters all around the world and you can run up to them and press square and start fighting them. Like they'll have like a thing that says fight or like talk, even like a food vendor. I walked up and was like, what's up? And it was like fight. They put their arms together like that. And then they start, you start like throwing down with them like in the world. So that's kind of fun. I'm wondering if that I'm hoping, not just wondering, but like say me and Christian are in and we're playing and we get in the same world. I'm wondering if we can just like run up to each other and start battling. Cause that would actually be pretty dope to like do that. We'll see how it all plays out. It seems very promising and I'm actually excited for it. Like I said, this is the first one. I didn't play a lot of five. I didn't play a lot of four. Um, I think three, maybe not. I know I played a ton of two, but I'm been kind of out of the street fighter grind for a while, but I've been wanting to get back into it. So I think six is going to be my introduction and, and the online seems that aspect is pretty cool, and I'm excited to see because it has like a story and everything. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, as far as combat wise, it played smooth. It was pretty fluid. Uh, I enjoyed it. The art style is pretty cool. Characters are beefy as hell, but that Street Fighter like dudes' arms and stuff are massive. When you look at them compared to like Mortal Kombat, yeah, Mortal Kombat people are jacked, but this is like Popeye forearm looking stuff. You know, like big ass forearms and dudes' thighs are like gonna choke you out and everything like it's it's wild so but it looks good it's promising 
I got pretty much all I needed to know out of it. I'm excited with it. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait to play it. It's good, man. Like that's what you want to hear uh, when you're when you're talking about games like that, especially. And um, I mean, I'll I'll get there eventually. Um, or maybe I won't. I don't know. Like I don't, I'm not sure. It really just depends on how my time goes. I know when the game drops, as long as it gets decent reviews, I'll I'll get it because I actually am a fan of Street Fighter. But I really want to know what the roster is going to be like first. They announced a couple terms. yesterday. So yesterday was like um, a showcase or something. Uh, Akuma and a couple others were announced, and I don't remember who. I just seen an article though that popped up a second ago that said Street Fighter Six will let you fight a refrigerator. I don't know what the hell that's about, but okay. <laughs> I mean, where I'm All hoping right. I can find the roster real quick. Um, wait, what is this? First year DLC characters? Maybe that's who it was. Oh, uh, during year one, new characters: Rashid, Rashid, uh, AKI. Ed and Akuma are the characters who will be made available in the first year of content. So there's your DLC characters. As far as roster, I don't know. I mean, we'll see, though. Like, that that's that's kind of where I am when it comes to uh, Street Fighter. They, they've disappointed me in the past with who was available, who you had to buy extra for a DLC and stuff like that. Um, so like I said, I'll just wait and see. And... Um, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you know I'll wait a little while until they come up with a compilation disc that has all of the DLC in it, and I'll start playing it at that point. We'll see what happens. The uh, I will say though the the little world tour mode it's different and it's kind of interesting. So we'll see how that plays out and if it works. But uh, seems like an interesting take, like the RPG elements. You had like items you could take, which really reminded me of um, what Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, kind of how you could run around and have that stuff. It kind of had that vibe, but definitely more of, like, the Street Fighter stuff. So, we'll see. But it it was cool. If it's out now, uh, if you have a PlayStation 4 or 5, you can download it for free. Um, I don't know about Xbox and PC. I think demo or or PC is going to be a little bit, but I don't don't know. All right. Well, sounds other all all things considered, it sounds sounds good, and I'm I'm most likely going to be checking it out. I did have one little piece of news that I wanted to share with you all about my week. So my week uh, Monday started off pretty interesting. Well, as a lot of you know, we've been grinding over on Kick Kick dot com slash I am sinister. Just saying, shameless plug. We've been grinding over there, checking out the platform, but uh, Kick started interesting. We were we were vibing out. We were just kind of well, I say Kick started. Week started interesting. We were just kind of vibing on Kick and doing our thing and. Pushing through internet issues and all that, and just hanging out and having a good time. Just a jolly old time, you know. And uh, out of nowhere, like an RKO, I guess kick staff come in and they were like, boom, you're now verified over here. Congratulations. So we got the little green check mark. I don't think it really means anything other than it stands out in like chat and it shows that we're the official I Am Sinister channel. Uh, but it's an awesome accomplishment. You have to have certain metrics to even be eligible to get it. So the fact that they just come in and I don't even like have to do anything, you know, it's super appreciated and super awesome to have it. So I'm stoked on that. Um, a lot of the updates and stuff they've been talking about on Kick have been sounding fantastic, and they're on top of things. It seems like and definitely taking feedback really well. And uh, I'm excited for the partnership program when they unlock, like they finally release that. I can't wait to grind and hopefully become a, a Kick partner and stuff. But it's been it's been good seeing a lot of old mixer names over there and a lot of Facebook people and Twitch people and just all kinds of people. It's been a, it's been fun. But congratulations, man! That's good. That's good news. Yeah. 
the grind, the grind. But I guess that's going to take us to our, our first topic. And Christian, I think this is one that you wanted to take point on. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a character in horror that most of us know, if not all of us know. Corey. And... <laughs> Corey, is that what you said? Yeah, Corey. When you said Corey, I immediately thought Matthews from uh, Boy Boy Meets World. What? We're talking horror, and you go to Boy Meets World? What? Uh oh. Did we lose him? We might have lost him, ladies and gentlemen. On the video version, you may have lost Christian. Uh, like I said, I don't know what's been going on with this lately. For those that watch on YouTube, it's been acting a hot mess. I don't know why. I don't know. Could be the internet struggles I've been having as of late. Um, or it could have been... I don't, I don't know what it is. But it seems to disconnect us. Just on the video. Like, well, I don't know. It could do it on the audio, too. Who knows? But it is what it is. We try to push through, and he's coming back. There we go. Look at that. See? Yeah. Like, he never... He, in, he uh, <laughs> Speaking of, like, Dragon Ball stuff, he just did um, instant transmission just then. So he, did, he just went over to I Japan can't. and popped right back. Like it was nothing. Just, just, just wanted to say what's up to some friends. Yeah, you just want to know what's but, up. For, what's up? All right, hold on. I'm recording. Pop, be back. Bloop. Jumping, jumping right back in though. Uh, we, we, most of us know this character, and this character is, for all intents and purposes, terrifying. And I just wanted to take a minute to kind of, kind of go over and appreciate what this character is and what they have done for just the horror community in over the years and that character is pennywise or bob gray the dancing clown and i wanted to start off by asking you sin when when was the first time you had any experience with the character pennywise any experience with pennywise like the first time i was Mm -hmm. exposed to him um i was a kid i don't remember how old i was but it come out when did it 90 when did the miniseries come out? Yeah, that came out in, in 90. It was 90? So, mm-hmm. I was under 10. Pro- yeah, I, I was young. I was pretty young. And I th- I want to say we were at, my family had went to hang out with some friends. And I was sitting in their living room watching TV. And the miniseries come on. And I remember seeing Pennywise. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, here I am as a little kid, and this creepy ass clown's in like a, like a drainage sewer, and I'm just like, oh hell no. And then just him walking around and like doing the stuff, and I'm referring to Tim Curry's Pennywise, obviously, because yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I would have been really, really young. Now, I'm gonna say, dude, I don't know how old I was. Maybe it was well, if it's on TV, unless they're replaying it. I guess it would have had to have been in the nine ninety, because it was a mini series on TV originally. It wasn't a movie. Yeah, it, so they they filmed it to be a like a mini se- like series almost, but it was shot like a movie. Yeah. So everybody they it, they who really watched it, parts like oh, on the st- I can't remember what station it was on either. It was it was a it was a network. It came on Sci Fi a lot. It came on Sci Fi a lot. Oh really? What and it was definitely like a yeah. network though, like um like an ABC or like one of those. I think it was a you. I'm actually gonna have to look that up while while you're talking about it because it was this was the miniseries was popular with Stephen King, especially in the '90s. Because I remember 
There was a couple others they did. Uh, wasn't the stand one? Uh, yeah. Also, yeah, that they was did, as well. I feel like they did a few of his um, books into miniseries, which then later got released as movies. Because essentially, by the time they, by the time you take three or four episodes or three episodes or whatever it is, I mean, because it was ABC. It was ABC. It was ABC. I thought it was on like a localish yeah. network, like one of those. Because um, it was like definitely. Yeah, they made it straight up for ABC. It was made for ABC, and that's why that's one of the main reasons why it didn't have a whole lot of like blood and gore yeah. and stuff in it. Super because sensory. you know, ABC was like absolutely not. But that would have been my first time is watching. I'm assuming on ABC whenever I was really it came young. out. Yeah, it came out in November. I want to say the exact date for it was November 18th. Uh, and it aired on ABC, and it was two episodes because the way that they filmed it was you had the kids' story, which was an episode, and then you had the adult story, which was an episode, the finale. So they took place that way. They and, both are like and what, I remember an hour that. and a half, hour and twenty, something like that. Because I mean, it's a long yeah. movie when you watch the whole thing. Well, yeah, when you watch the entire thing, it is pretty pretty long. And that I remember watching it in long. those two parts as a kid, and and yeah. It is the longest book that I've ever read. And it's going to be the longest book that I ever read because I, I highly doubt that there's another book that will hold my attention that because it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's long as shit. And I will say this as a, as a huge fan of that book in particular and Stephen King, you can absolutely cut out like, 10 chapters of that book and the story would be the same if not better like you don't need everything that you get from the book but aside from that um back back to the miniseries it was released two parts november 18th 1990 on abc it was an abc network original directed by uh lee wallace i want to say tommy lee wallace i said lee wallace his name's tommy lee wallace i remember as a kid i lumped um because i didn't know better like i said I, i was really young and probably shouldn't mm-hmm. have been watching that stuff, but my parents, I guess, just were like, "Whatever, he's being good, leave him alone," kind of deal. Uh, I yeah. lumped Pennywise and Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space kind of together because of the clown being a kid. I was like, "Evil clown," and that like ran together. And then it went until I was a little older. I was like, "Oh," and like I started like separating like what I watched when and stuff. Really, big. You said of the killer clowns from outer space it's actually just called killer clowns from outer space and i think you're thinking of attack of the killer tomatoes oh yeah probably uh and you just lump those together <laughs> it's really funny to hear but yeah, yeah tomatoes, I just, I clowns, to... you know all the same thing right it's all the same yeah just throw it all together attack of the killer tomato you're right i am i told you my brain's pudding today everything's just kind of like that that's how stuff's going <laughs> that's how it goes man when you're when you're busy and when you're doing stuff yeah. Okay. Sorry. But uh, yeah, man. So so my first my first interaction experience with with Pennywise with it, right? Uh, I was definitely young. So so just just for context, when this came out, I I was born. I, I was not even a year old when this came out. So I didn't see this until much later. I was. No, seven, eight. When I saw this for the first time, because uh, I remember it was on—I I saw it, I think, on sci- on the Sci-Fi Channel. So that's probably why I said Sci-Fi earlier. But my mom, my grandmother, raised me, so I grew up with her 
like from childhood to adulthood and she was an avid reader and she 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 liked to read mystery stuff but she dipped her her toes into horror novels a bit and she's one of the reasons why i like in general and to read horror novels to to begin with so she I remember seeing the, the the commercial right for it coming on sci-fi and I wanted to watch it so bad. I wanted to see it. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And I was at my aunt's house and my mom saw the commercial and my mom, I call my grandmother, my mom, just for the sake of the story. She allowed me to watch any kind of horror that I wanted. Cause horror is my favorite genre. Even when I was a kid, aside from superhero stuff, it was horror 100%. So I've been watching horror stuff forever and she there was no limitations she was like he likes horror just let him have it he's quiet just let him do it he knows right from wrong it's fine it was the only to this day it was the only horror thing in general that my mom forbade me from watching she forbade me from watching it and told me no you can't that's one that you can't watch you're going to be too scared like I, I can't, I can't let you do that one. I, I'm not gonna let you do that one. No. And I was just, I was taken aback. I was like, what? What do you mean, no? And you know, as a child, if your parent tells you that you can't do something, all you want to do is what they told you not to do. Yep. So I was like, I have to find a way to watch this and her not know. Turns out, my mom didn't want me to read this because she read a few chapters of it and it scared the shit out of her scared the shit out of her and she was like if it scared me that bad reading it how bad is it going to scare him watching it i can't let him watch it so me being the little shit that i am i i watched it by myself one night and yeah i was scared but i wasn't like as scared as she said the only scene that i saw before she forbade me because right the commercial came on and the movie popped up and it was a random scene and this was the first scene of the, the movie that i saw it was the only thing that i saw for like a solid few months before i got to watch it myself it's the scene in the original miniseries where pennywise is like coming through the fucking drain of the shower and that was all i saw was him opening the shower and popping his head out and that's all i saw and i took that scene and ran with it in my head and it was the scariest shit. I was, I'm like, I'm talking about like, I'm in my bed at night, clenching, trying not to piss myself because I'm so scared. Every shadow is this clown. I don't know what I'm gonna fucking do. Hearing my mom forbade me from watching it. I was like, this shit is so scared. I'm gonna watch all of these kids get fucking murdered. And I'm next. That's what it is. And there's a black kid in there too. I'm thinking he's gonna die first. He's the black kid. It's the nineties. Black people usually die first. So I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is crazy. I can't even take a fucking shower anymore. And it's not just me. There's plenty of other people. Like I didn't really do this so much, but a friend of mine was telling me up until now, adulthood, he used to take a, a washcloth when he showered and put it over the drain while he was showering because he was afraid the Pennywise was oh going to get him. And I remember being like, dude, I completely understand why you why you would think that. So like I said, I watched the movie. It wasn't nearly as scary as my mom made it made it seem and as scary as I had it in my head. And then watching it again later on when I got a little bit older, I was like, this actually isn't scary at all. I'm just, I, I made this up. Um, but, but all that said, Pennywise himself is fucking terrifying. 
is a, a killer clown. This this alien creature technically from outer feeds space on your also. fears. Yeah, he is. Well, he, he's he's yeah. he's this entity. Yeah. I don't, well, no, so, he's not actually from outer space, is he? He is. Oh, yes. He so he's a killer clown from outer space. Yeah. Yeah, and if in his origin, it's like briefly explored in the book. Um, he he crashed to Earth. He crash land on Earth from another dimension, like hundreds of years ago. You know, I'm kind of glad uh, that they haven't went into like in in all the movies. They haven't went super in depth in the craziness that is the like backstory of of Pennywise because it well, starts getting out there that pretty now. far. Do what? You're supposed to be doing that now with yeah, the with dairy the welcome show. To dairy. Yeah. Well, just I think that's like my feeling is uh, in is it the the first one where they show like the old scenes of like Bob Gray and stuff. You know all that. It, it's the second one, I believe. Oh, where they're showing yeah, like that is kind of what I'm feeling. It'll be more like now, obviously, probably I don't think Skarsgård signed on to do it yet, or if he is. But I feel like it's going to be more like that other than, like, the stuff I'm referencing is, like, there's a turtle or something. Like, there's a bunch of weird shit they have that's, like, not shown in the movie. Like, the, Stephen King went, like, way out there with some stuff. He's, like, an ancient, like, obviously multi-dimensional, trans-dimensional entity of evil, essentially. And Crashlands on, on Earth years and years ago. He preys on children. He, he he preys on adults sometimes, but they say in the book, like you you really get a lot of this information from the book and not from the subsequent movies and, and miniseries. But Pennywise himself, the, the entity, preys on children more because he he kind of eats their fear, right? And it's much easier Understand the fears of a of a child and an adult because adults fear shit like aside from like death right non-existence adults fear stuff like being alone and bills and and complicated adult things you know what i'm saying getting broken up with shit like that like divorce fucking losing a child like those types of things are all fears that that typically most adults have but children fear very childish things you know what i'm saying werewolves lepers clowns the dark you know shit like that very very easy for penny because pennywise is a shapeshifter so his whole thing is it's kind of like a freddy krueger entity essentially like he, he understands he gets in your head he understands what you are afraid of and then manifests himself as whatever you are afraid of and the more afraid of or of him that you are the better that you taste uh, it's kind of like tenderizing the meat is what he says in the book uh, to two characters in the book. So when you're reading the book, you get way more of that information and you start seeing much more how much more of how he, he relates to people. But but that's why he typically goes for kids, because their fears are, are way easier to manipulate. Their fears are way easier to manifest. So it's easier for him to target them. And because he's like this magical trans-dimensional entity of evil, he has a fucking plethora of powers. You know what I'm saying? So he, he, he obviously we, we told you he can shapeshift. He can manipulate reality. Like if you're a reality warper, like that, you're up there in the power scale, upper echelon of the power scale. So he's 
un- he's ridiculously unpowerful, unpow- uh, and he can go unnoticed by adults. Like Derry Maine, he has this this dome, I guess, of influence over over the town, and it kind of makes all the adults oblivious to what is really going on. His that's how his his power, his magic works, and he typically comes about as as a clown because it's easier for him to get close to kids because kids love and are super afraid of clowns. So it's really easy for him to kind of manipulate that way. And I believe in the book as well, uh, it's like roughly, I don't think it's fully 27, but it's roughly 27 years is what it takes for him to go into hibernation and then wake up and then he eats a bunch of kids again, people in general, and then he goes to sleep again. He, he keeps doing that, keeps doing that. And it like in the, in the, in the movies, for those of you who haven't read the book, like Mike figures it out. The, the, the one black character Mike figures out what's going on every, every 27 years, there's some great tragedy. Cause what happens is before he goes back to sleep, he typically does something super fucking horrific and, and people in some kind of massacre that seems like a, a, a big um, it's like a big stain on on history is what he leaves every time he decides they every time he's getting ready to go back to sleep so if you follow those you can see when he's about to go to sleep when he's about to come back that kind of shit uh, and I think in the book he's also like 6'3 so Pennywise is a tall son of a bitch so like he he's huge and and Robert Gray or Bob Gray is the other name that he goes by. That's like his human kind of name that he uses when he's doing clown shit. Um, and Pennywise, the dancing clown, is kind of like the persona that he made for himself doing clown things way back in the day, like in the in the four, 30s, 40s, I want to say it was, because the original story takes place in the in the 60s. I want to say is when the when the original story takes place, and then we get the uh, updated version of that story taking the uh oh might have lost him again folks he might have enter uh instant I don't know what I'm trying to say enter instant transmissioned out um I think he's right I think the original story does play take place in the 60s it's either 60s or 50s I don't it's older though it is definitely older um, I just had an epiphany while we were talking about Pennywise, and I definitely am going to bring this up to Christian when he comes back. But um, I wonder how much inspiration the uh, creators of Jeepers Creepers took from Pennywise and from the Stephen King story. Pennywise comes out every 27 years. Uh, they're in Derry, Maine. Um, in Jeepers Creepers, he comes out every 23 years, I believe. I could be wrong on that. I think it's 23 years. And the first one, I think uh, Justin Long's character's name is Derry, which is interesting. So, comes out, feeds, smells fear. I wonder, I mean, that sounds pretty familiar. So, I'm assuming they took quite a bit of inspiration from that, but I could be wrong. And I think he's coming back. I think he's appearing back. We see the the thing popping back up. Yeah, popping back in here. Uh, um, I had a question for you that while you were talking about all that, I had an, kind yeah. of an epiphany. Mm-hmm. So Pennywise has been out for a long time yet. Like, I want to yeah. say 80s is when he wrote it. Book The book came out in the in the 80s for okay. sure. 
How much inspiration, this is a question for you, how much inspiration do you think the creators of Jeepers Creepers took from it? Reason being, Pennywise comes out every 27 years, roughly. Mm -hmm. Creeper comes out 23 years, I think, something like that. Other thing, I believe, I could be really wrong on this. I think in the first movie, Justin Long's character's name is Derry, and that's Derry, Maine is where Pennywise happens. And then, of course, the smell of yes. fear feeds off of that kind of, like, in a way. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily feed off fear like Freddy and all, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was actually going to go into that because there's very clearly a bunch of influence from Stephen King's It to, to uh, The Creeper. Uh, they both feed on fear. Uh, I don't know why I just now put that together in my head, but talking about, I was like, damn, that's actually pretty similar premise, like in kind of mm-hmm. backstory in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely, definitely uses Pennywise as huge influence. Like the director, we won't really get into the director too much um, just because of the, the controversy that surrounds him but what, um, talking, what director are we talking about jeepers yeah the director of jeepers creepers i don't know if you've if you've heard about the controversy for the for that we're talking about the original person. jeepers creepers yeah i don't even know who directed i'm gonna be his honest name's, his name's victor silva and Why really quick we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into it super super quick i'll just i'll just say this this we'll move on victor silva got into a lot of trouble because of um he was into a lot of like CP and stuff back in the day, and there's a lot of like child assault things going on with oh, him. No. Uh, but yeah, well, I'll just say that, and you can look that up yourself oh, and kind of okay, see how that goes. I that's why. Oh god. Yeah, that that is the reason why you don't see a lot of people talking in, in general about Jeepers Creepers because they don't want to be associated with with Victor Silva and and his past and all that stuff. And that's another reason why the sequels for Jeepers Creepers are. Uh, ass sequels so, are there. There you go. Well, Jeepers Creepers two, I'll say is isn't bad. It's okay. First one's the best. Jeepers Creepers two, two is Jeepers Creepers two is fine. Yeah. Um, after I, that, boo boo shoes. Yeah. Like there, I can't even, I can't even try to like give them any kind of good nod because I watch them like this is awful. <laughs> like this is just yeah. They're 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 real bad. They're real bad. They're real bad, and they just get worse each time. Each time another one comes out, it's just even worse. But with that said, there's a lot of influence. You already made the dairy connection. Um, it takes place in a in a small town, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we already made the fear connection. It's a creature feature. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, a lot of influence on there. There's a it, Pennywise influence is everywhere. Look at things like. Uh, uh, Stephen King took a lot of influence from uh, Gacy as well. You know, like there, it's it's everywhere. True. Um, anytime you see anything killer clown esque, it's either coming from Gacy or it's coming from King or it's coming from both. That's typically how it goes when you see clown shit. That's that's supposed to be scary. So did um, he say that he took Pennywise from Gacy? That's interesting because Gacy was seventies, I think. He was in like yeah, the, he definitely the got influence of serial killers. On like all of them. Yeah, he one hundred percent got influence from uh tom wayne gacy for when it, come, when feeding it comes feeding on pennywise. little boys Absolutely. all that which gacy didn't feed on him but you know what i mean like yeah yeah but like i said he he took he took hella influence from that like he he was even his whole thing stephen king's whole thing was like what do kids fear 
clowns were inherently scary to to King in general, just because clowns are weird. They have the face where they're constantly smiling, but they're not. Their faces were like full blown, like white, like porcelain and white, and it looked weird and it was off putting. And there was something off putting about clowns in general. Then you had the gay stuff coming up uh, that was happening around that time when he was coming up with the idea and writing this stuff. So there's there's a lot of things that fed into the real life story of him writing the character Pennywise. And he just took that and made it ridiculous. As you guys can see from the little backstory that I just gave you of Pennywise himself. And um, in the, in the book, his name is Pennywise, but the kids call it, it, they, they call Pennywise it most of the time in the book because they don't know how to describe him because he like i said he doesn't always appear as a clown he appeared as a werewolf he appeared as a a, a person experiencing a high level of leprosy at one point he appeared as uh i want to say the mummy he did a lot of universal monster shit because that's what the kids were watching at that in the story they're watching a lot of universal monster movies and scared of them yeah and they were scared of them so pennywise would show up as those as those characters to scare the shit out of the kids so they would taste better um and there's even uh, one of the bullies in the movies you remember belch was one of the characters in the movies um belch when he appeared to belch bell the his fears were very fucking weird and sophisticated for the most part so when pennywise showed up to him he just looked like he was melting uh, because he couldn't pinpoint what that kid's fear was. Then he found out later that he was afraid of uh, leeches. So I won't even get into that story, but leeches were a big part of that kid's death, and it got really fucking weird. Um, but Pennywise's natural enemy was this big-ass space turtle called Maturin. So, so weird. <laughs> I know like it's fucking all weird. powerful entity that like shapeshifts and all this crazy stuff, and he's so strong. And his natural enemy is a damn turtle. Hey, Maturin, and they're from uh, what's called the Macroverse. The what? Verse? And that's another Macroverse. Macro. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And in the Macroverse, there's a bunch of things like that. Uh, and that came about because good and evil, like those things came about because I want to say, I think it was Matura and the turtle, like fucking threw up. He had a stomach ache and threw up. And that universe became the universe that like Pennywise hails from. How much, and then how you'll many see drugs with Stephen King on when he come up with this part. Oh, dude, Stephen King was was going going in at he around had this to time. be a turtle throws up. And, universe. like, just think about that. Yeah, but he was. But you gotta you gotta think though. Just, if you're a King fan, this is around the time where Stephen King started writing the Dark Tower series, right? And the Dark Tower series is like you know, his kind I've of sci-fi. Or I don't think I watched the movie because I heard the movie wasn't great. Yes, that's the thing, dude. If you're gonna look at Stephen King stories, you cannot go by the movies. Most Stephen King movies were cheaply made, almost made for TV movie or typically made for tv movies yeah because that's what was popular he was so big at the time that's what they were doing and he was making money and doing copious amounts of cocaine at the time so it just made sense for him to just cash these checks and and do this kind of shit but like 
with that said though man like he he was he was getting into writing the dark tower series and the dark tower series goes way more into the macroverse and this entire universe that stephen king created because pennywise shows up in other novels that stephen king has written before Such and as... at the which ones the dark tower series oh pennywise is in dark tower like he, they, he's he's mentioned quickly. So in is the it Dark all Tower the same series. universe essentially? Dark yeah. Tower and uh, it. It's kind of hard to get into because I haven't read all of the Dark Tower, so I don't want to say anything wrong. But they kind of go into different. And in the oh, man, I I don't want to explain that incorrectly, but let's just say Stephen King has created his own universe, his own universes, plural, Multiverses, and Pennywise is a part of that. He's yeah, multiverse. There we go. Stephen King has his own multiverse. Pennywise is a part of that and has been seen in different hmm. and different universes in that multiverse. How, okay, yes. dumb question since I haven't done Dark Tower. How many is there? You said series. How many Dark Tower books are there? Yeah. Uh, shit, dude. There's a lot. There's Gunslinger, Drawing of Three. I think there's one behind me, the actually. Wastelands, Wizard and Glass. A little sister of something, I don't remember. Uh, wolves. The gunslinger's actually behind me. That I think was given to the missus to read that I haven't read. I don't know if she read it. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there's nine books. I think there's nine books because God dang, it's a lot. Yeah, there's not he. Yeah, he he didn't write them all at once. Like he started in the Gunslinger's the first one. That was in, in eighty two. Then the drawing of three was in eighty seven. Then I think the other ones came out in the nineties and then the early two thousands. The last one is called The Wind Through the Key. The Wind Through the Keyhole is the last one. And that one was that one came out in twenty twelve. So yeah, man, he he's been writing he was writing that shit forever. It's like a dark fantasy horror sci-fi kind of western series and i've only read uh dark tower and some of drawing of three and i read a couple of chapters of the wastelands because i thought that the wastelands was the second book it turned out to be the third book (laughs) i was reading them out of order and i didn't know what the fuck was going on the dark tower however is the first one i'm sorry the gunslinger is the first book and it's the shortest one and you can get through that one pretty quickly I'm a slow reader, and I got through that one pretty quick. So, yeah, man, it, it's a whole fucking thing. And Pennywise pops up in one of those. But I don't remember which book that he pops up in, but he's mentioned in one of those books. And he's also mentioned in other Stephen King stories that I, I should have wrote down, to be honest with you, but I've forgotten since uh, what he was in. And, oh, man, I want to – let me think. Things like Pennywise come up all the time. Like even in in, in Harry Potter, uh, the Boggarts, that's that's influenced by Pennywise. Uh, those are the. I don't know if you're a big Harry. I don't think you're a big Harry Potter fan, but no. but the misses will know. The Boggarts were were based off of Pennywise. Really? There's a band called Pennywise. It's a punk yeah, I know the band. I've heard of the band. Yeah, and I used to be hella into them. Honestly, um, like anyway, Pennywise, especially. Like he he definitely was very into pop culture when the miniseries came out, but since the resurgence and like the remakes, he's even more in pop culture now. Like across everything, like Pennywise is all over the place. 
Yeah, he, he really is. And the whole point of me bringing him up is just to show a little respect to the character himself. And, and, and yeah, he's an icon. And, and the character himself, what, what he has done for the horror community, like like I said, anything scary clown-esque is thanks to Stephen King's It and Pennywise himself and all the fear stuff, Pennywise. You also have um, to show respect to Stephen King because it's insane how much this dude has done and how much he's mm-hmm. put out for horror and content-wise and just how much he's helped shape horror in general. Like You think about all his contributions. Dude has mm-hmm. a – I don't even want to know how many novels he's got. I know it's a shit ton. Yeah, it's it's too many to count for I mean, sure. He's been, you could what what was his earliest? Carrie was Carrie no. Carrie was his. Carrie's one of his first books, actually. Was it Carrie then Salem's but, Lot? I'm trying to think of which. I think so because Carrie he wrote Carrie and then threw it in the trash because he was like, I have no business writing a woman being the main character because I'm not a woman. I don't know what this what this is like. And his wife actually took it out of the trash and read it and was like, no, this is good. You should finish this. And that was his motivation to finish that book. That came out so, in 74. So this dude's been putting out horror novels, horror sci-fi novels, whatever you want to lump it into. Cause it, yeah. Since 74. And just think of how much mm-hmm. he's influenced in that time frame. It's a, a lot, lot, man. Like you said, Pennywise, Pennywise is everywhere. Like this dude has influenced a lot and stuff that, I mean, there's things from like the mist to Cujo, Pet Cemetery. I mean, it's all over the place. The Shining. I mean, he's there's a lot of stuff. Christine, um, Boogeyman, which I think is an older one, is actually getting a movie made here soon, or it's co- not made. It's coming out here soon, rather. I believe, right? I don't think mm-hmm. there's ever been a Boogeyman. Well, there's been Boogeyman movies, but not Stephen King's Boogeyman. Yeah. So that's coming out like it's. It's insane. It's actually crazy. I, I'm trying to remember the other did he do books Shawshank? that he was in. Okay, he, he was in. Uh, I th- think so. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but um, he Pennywise showed up in Gray Matter. Uh, it was a short story that Stephen King wrote in the early '70s. I don't remember when, but he definitely showed up in the Tommy Knockers. That was the book that I couldn't remember that he showed up in. Um, there's a hallucination that uh, Tommy's having. The main Tommy character, knockers. Tommy Knockers. Damn, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. That was also a, that was a series or a, a mini thing, wasn't it? Or a TV movie? It was mm-hmm. something. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, in that in the book, in the book, while they were in town, Tommy, the titular character, Tichuba? saw the a Tichuba character. Tichuba character. He saw a clown with shiny silver dollar for eyes. And it was looking at him from uh, the sewer drain. And that was like the only proper appearance of it because they described his uh, silver dollar eyes that were shiny and how he was looking at Tommy through a sewer drain. Um, and then he's mentioned in other books. But in Tommy Knocker's, like the character, a character straight up saw Pennywise. And for those of you who haven't read the book and may or may not have seen the movies. I'm going to spoil this. But in the end of the book, they finally kill Pennywise. They rip his heart out. And Pennywise's true form is the Deadlights. Um, but he, he has a, a form of, of a giant space spider, right? But when he takes that form, he's a female spider that is pregnant. He lays a shit ton of eggs. And they go through and try to kill. They stomp out like most of the eggs. And they leave 
one egg that they didn't realize was left. And the, the, I don't, I don't remember Stephen King coming out and saying this to be honest. So I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure that he left the door open for him to return to Pennywise if he ever wanted to. And there has been buzz around the Stephen King community for years saying that Pennywise could easily show back up because this child, this Pennywise kid or whatever, could be the exact same thing, a reincarnation, if you will, could be even more powerful. Wait, wait what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Run that back, child, what? This child of Pennywise, essentially, because oh, like the, the, okay, the spider, okay, okay. the, the yeah. one spider, gotcha. Yeah, it could, it could, it could be a reincarnation of Pennywise. It could be him again, like. If you guys are familiar with Dragon Ball, King Piccolo, as Goku killed him, spit out an egg, and it was like Piccolo Jr., the Piccolo that we all know. Uh, it could be that kind of situation, and he could be even stronger. Uh, and they mention him a bit in other Stephen King novels. So like, we could easily get another book with the Pennywise character. Um, but you know, Stephen King's doing other shit and whatever. But like, what I want that sequel? Fuck yeah, I want that. It doesn't need to be near. It would. I would actually love for it to be a short story that he could add to later if he wanted. But like, leave the door open for that kind of character. Anyway, all that said, Pennywise is dope. His influence is everywhere, as we said today. And I just wanted to take take the time to kind of go over that a little bit. And this has been the Sipping with Sin Icon Horror Icon series. We could do that. We could take time to like highlight, showcase, whatever you want to call it, um, iconic horror characters. I'm down. I would love to like head up a few of those episodes if yeah, you don't I mind. I mean, it's totally. And if you guys enjoy this, we we both have a huge spot in our hearts for our our thumping gizzards, whatever you want to call that thing in our chest <laughs> uh, for horror. So it's it's definitely interesting stuff. And like I said, I I learned some stuff today about him and uh, had that. Um, epiphany and just looking at some of Stephen King's body of work dude it's actually kind of mind-blowing how much like you've either seen a movie or a show or something off of like off of these mm-hmm. novels it's pretty crazy like I mean, I'm going down this work, and I'm just man. seeing something like oh yeah that's that that's that and I feel like a lot of it's come out recently the outsider there was a show on that um, yeah, Stephen King is one of the easiest authors for for studios to jump behind and start putting out movies, TV shows about his work because he has so much of it and he's super popular in the horror community. So, yeah, people are going to do that all the time. Pet Cemetery was one. Like, I was trying to find I, there was could, a recent one that had um kid from it. Um, what was his name? Um. Oh my God, the main the main kid. Why am I drawing a blank? Help me. Uh, the kid that played Bill. Yes, Bill. God, dude, I cannot. I'm sitting here like I'm like it's Georgie's brother, and I was drawing huge blanks. I was thinking of like everybody else. Uh, he's in it, I think, and it was something. Uh, somebody's phone. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I was trying to actually. find what book that was, and I don't see it right here. But it's there's stuff that's not listed. Um, cell. Maybe that was it. Was it just called cell? Probably. That um, that sounds really familiar. Uh, story follows struggling to reunite young son. Of- no, that's not it. I don't think. Um, I don't know, but there's there's a bunch. I saw that one's inspired. Fourteen oh eight. Gerald's game. Uh, I already said Christine. Nineteen twenty two. Uh, the mist. 
Misery, The Stand, Carrie, of course, Thinner, Tommy Knockers. Dude, there's so freaking much. I actually just watched Thinner uh, like last month. That's because it was on uh, HBO Max. Insomnia. Is that. No. I was wondering if that was a movie that had. um, Was it Pacino? Do you remember the Insomnia movie? It had Robin Williams, I think, and somebody? It was a detective. It uh, goes to Alaska. I vaguely. Do you know what I'm talking I vaguely about? remember that, yeah. I don't think that was that one, though. Man. Craziness, craziness, craziness. What a blast. What a blast talking about Stephen freaking King. I have a weird Stephen King book. He uh He's an avid Red Sox fan. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I did know that. He wrote a book called Faithful, and it's about the 2004, I think, Red Sox championship run. And it's like a thick book. Um. And I got it because I haven't, I haven't read. I'm not like huge in the sports, so I haven't yeah. even tried to look that up. But, but had, now I know it exists. It's him and somebody else, and they're just pretty much like recounting like the whole season and like the stuff they went through and everything and all that. Um, one thing I'll say about Stephen King though, before we get off of this subject, I know we kind of went from Pennywise to Stephen King, but he, dude, have you noticed how much stuff is in uh, Maine of his stories? Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. much no, stuff that, in Maine. Yeah, he he does it on purpose. Like that's, that's like his go-to thing. spot is Maine. Mm-hmm. I believe that's where he grew up. So that's like that's like where he does all that. That's why he does all that shit. Fair enough. All right. Anything else you want to add about Pennywise? Not that I can no. Not that I know of. What was your favorite? What was your favorite? Um, how do I word this? Uh, I want to ask like your favorite Pennywise in a movie. Like, would you go with part one, part two, or the miniseries? Oh, like my I don't favorite know how depiction to word of him that exactly. Like how like my favorite him. depiction of him all yeah, from the go. movies. I haven't read the book, uh, so I can't throw the book as one. Well, if if the book were an option, it would be that. But just based off of the the you know visual media from the miniseries to the two movies that we got. I really, really, really like his depiction in the uh, 2017 It Chapter One. That that was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, I love the music. I love the tone. Obviously, everybody loves the kid actors. They were fantastic. Uh, Pennywise himself was great. I really liked what uh, Skarsgård did with the character and the way that he moved around. Obviously, I have complaints with the movie, but we're not reviewing the movie, um, so I won't even get into those. But that's my favorite depiction of him. He was practically the same in Chapter 2, but there were just so many things in Chapter 2 that brought down the I just don't think they let him do as much of what made him creepy in Chapter 1 as Chapter 2 to me. Like, I feel like they CGI'd and did Yeah, he he wasn't the... Pennywise was no longer the main character in, in, in chapter two, right? The kids were the main characters, but Pennywise was the character that we wanted to see. And every time we got to see Pennywise in chapter two, there was so much CGI they and so much it. else going on that he wasn't he wasn't the, the, the focus. So they they lost focus in the second one. But in the in the first one, 2017, if chapter one, definitely my favorite depiction of him. I think I would agree with you. I do put Tim Curry up there pretty high just because his original is, is pretty creepy. But I 
Skarsgård did a lot of stuff I really liked with just him and the him in the makeup and the in the setup. I, I really did like it. It was really mm-hmm. creepy. The eye movement, the way he can do his eyes all weird, the to the drool, the way he held his mouth, like it was, I thought he did a really, really good job in that one. And I did like that version of Pennywise quite a bit. To the makeup, the makeup was pretty cool. It was different. It was a little more sinister looking mm-hmm. with the the smile going all the way up through the eyes and everything. The hair was a little different, kind of kind of a balding clown if you will in a way like yeah pretty good all right well that was fun but i think that's going to do it for this episode it's time now that we pass the whiskey that's right get your whiskey as we go to the last call question and this week our last call question is going to keep it within the stephen king range as we ask what is your favorite stephen king story and uh I'm going to let Christian go first because I'm going to be honest. That's tough. Uh, favorite favorite story. Um, I've, I've read I've read a few Stephen King novels um, just because I, I am a fan. And it was fantastic. I really liked it. There was a lot in that story that didn't need to be there. Like one particular scene where all the kids kind of have like a weird orgy. That was weird. And I didn't need that in my life. But uh, to me, my favorite story that he's done so far, that from, from what I've read, is, is Pet Cemetery. And the reason behind that is because reading that novel, there were two scenes in particular that actually fucking got like chills up my arms when I was reading it. And it, it, it kind of fucked with me. And then becoming a parent too, and and the whole the whole point of behind that book, the, the, like what the story is trying to to tell you is, it's all about the grief of 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 a child, right? Like a parent grieving their their child, and that's some shit that I wouldn't wish on on anybody. Nope. And dude, like just reading that and how the characters are trying to deal with it, and then having the cemetery that reanimates, you know, dead beings and 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 the evil that's behind it and the story of the Wendigo and all that shit. Like that story was told in such a way where not only did it like creep me out and kind of scared me a little bit, but it also like made me feel really fucking bad for the main characters, uh, Lewis. And um, then, then seeing the movies after that, like the original pet cemetery movie, like gauge dude, little, little, little Milo dude, like Milo, excuse me, Miko, excuse me. Like that shit was awesome. I fucking loved Gage in those stories. He was fantastic. And then having Judd, you know, I like that was awesome. Herman Munster or whatever, just being the main guy, like that was awesome. Uh, so I, definitely Pet Cemetery for me. Not not just because I like the movie, but actually reading the story. The story was fantastic. And if you haven't read it or or given it the time of day, like. Seek it out, find it, like listen to an audio, whatever it takes. But it's fantastic, and I will say for you, Sin, um, I like I like to read stuff if I can, and if I can't find a physical copy, I'll opt for uh, an audio of it. But the audio, the new audio for um, Pet Cemetery, is actually narrated, read by the guy who plays uh, Dexter. So Michael C. Hall, if you like. Yeah, Michael C. What? Hall is the Where? is the is the narrator for that. All right, you might have just told me on Dude. that. I was just about to say, I, I'm not a big, big reader. You know, I've read and I'll get like spurts where I read something and I like I'll want to read something and engross. 
But for me, I always always feel like I have I need to be doing something else. Like I stay real busy. My mind stays going, all that with especially my line of work. So I I love like podcast formats or even I feel like I would do better with an audiobook if I could just put like a headset on while I'm like mm-hmm. with my son or he's napping or something or I'm doing something else. So I definitely want to go more into audiobooks because there's a lot that I feel like I'm missing out on because I would say ninety. Seven percent of the time, the book is going to be better than any kind of movie. And and what I've always heard, like anytime the missus has read something and then watched it, she's like, "Well, obviously the book's better." But I think there's only been like one exception where she was like, "The book was not better." Like they made it better. And I can't remember what it was, but I was like, "Well, that's weird." You, how often do you hear that? Like someone say it's not better than the book, just because they can go into more I detail mean, yeah. and like descriptive and so forth, so forth. Yeah, dude, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend seek out the audio copy of Pet Cemetery. Michael C. Hall does narrate the entire. Does book, he do a lot of? Books? And it's fantastic. I didn't know he did that. Um, that's the that's the only one that I've seen him do personally, and I've listened to. Where uh, Where do I go to find that? You You have my complete attention. You said Dexter and Pet Cemetery. Now I'm like, okay, tell me more. Um, I know for a fact when I looked it up, I got it from Audible. Okay. Um, and and and. That's where I found it, um, but I'm sure you could find it somewhere else too. Um, I'll have to look it up and see okay. where where That's, it would be available. But yeah, definitely attention. worth looking. Absolutely worth. So looking So you kind of sure. took my answer. Like I said, I haven't read. I don't know that I've ever read a Stephen King book, but then again, I haven't read a lot of books. Um, I've read some, but I don't know. My my wife is more of the reader than I am. Um. So, best story for me, I was gonna say Pet Cemetery because I don't know. It's just something about that one that's just creepy as hell. It's it just I like it. I really like it. But since Christian took it, we're not gonna say that one. And I'm not gonna say it, even though it's up there. There's so many uh, literally I could bad. say. <laughs> so many that I could easily, easily say and take them. Um. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bit of a, a curveball since Christian messed me up. I'm gonna go with misery. I want I thought about the shining just because I do love the shining. Misery misery, misery is, is a great is story to me. Fantastic. Um something that obviously Stephen King knows about. It's a writer, and I'm sure fans and like overkill on like a rabid number one stalker fan. Just all of it down to, oh God, what is it called? Um, there is a technical term for what she does to him. Uh, hobbling? No. No, that was correct. That hobbling? Was correct. Where she puts the blocks on his, oh God, it's brutal. You have Kathy Bates in there who is fantastic. She does a great job in that role. Um, I'm, what is the name of that freaking the guy, the main character, the actor? Um, oh, I can't remember. This is also a made-for-TV movie, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I oh, can't think, think of his name, name right um, now. I know in the book his name is Paul. Yeah, his Paul Sheldon is his name, is the character's name. The actor. <sighs> that's gonna drive me crazy. Um. Where is it at? Now now I have to know. Misery movie. 
came out in 1990. Actor's name is James Can. James Kahn. Plays Paul Sheldon. Um, I just, I really like that one. I really enjoy watching that one. Um, it, it's such a good story. It's so well done. And definitely pulling out a material that, I mean, obviously, definitely, I don't think Stephen King's went had that go to that extent. But, I'm sure he's had some crazy fans in his however many years at this point of writing that have been like almost stalkerish and overkill and like went overboard. Um, honorable mention definitely goes to The Shining though. That would that one was up there. One that I really do enjoy. Um, I also have to throw out there Silver Bullet. I think it's called. I always enjoy watching that movie in October. Uh, Silver Bullet's a solid one. Um, what else? is it? Silver Bullet, right? Which is a, also kind of a play on it, I think. Because what is the name of... Um, that one is a... Um, that's a short story as well. Bill's, Bill's bike. Didn't he call it Silver Bullet or something? No, no, his, no, his bike is uh, 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 Silver. Just Silver? Isle's oh, silver. Okay. I was thinking maybe they were connected. Isle's Silver, away. away. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, that would, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to go with Misery. Since Christian one. messed one, one up. Cujo's another good one. Cujo's pretty solid. Actually, haven't read all of Cujo. I need to do that. I, again, I'm just going based off movie stuff, and usually you gotta love Fear Fest, and they have like a Stephen King just marathon, and you get like all the goodness at once. And they're they're always fun to watch. I'm excited for Boogeyman True. though. I hope it's good. I really do. I, I I'm gonna be like, I'm like optimistic for it but i'm also not like looking forward to it because i feel like that could easily be not great you know what i'm saying so uh, i'm not gonna get my hopes up is what i'm saying one little thing i forgot to bring up we talked about i think it was last episode and that's voyage of demeter the the trailer it got its rating it's gonna be rated r which makes me happy because that that tells me it's gonna be a little more graphic and stuff which I want it to be for a Dracula movie. I don't want them to water it down. Let let Dracula let Dracula eat. Let him feast. I want to see Dracula be Dracula. Damn it! I think it's actually rated R for bloody Dracula violence. Is what it's. How said. cool is that in the title though? Like, you know, Dracula's about to mess some shit up. Like, this essentially, hey, Dracula's about to kill some shit. Get ready. The movie. So, like, I watched the trailer again. I don't think we talked about this last time, but I did watch the trailer again and it looks like it will be okay, but like really bloody and graphic. So I'm really happy about that. But as far as like the overall story and stuff goes, it looks like there's some left to be desired because obviously we know that nobody's going to make it off this fucking ship. Dracula's getting off of this fucker. He's going into what London and he's going to fuck shit up. But like, I really hope that they, they take their time in this movie and they don't show him immediately and all the time. I hope that they take their time with, you want with him how to build they reveal up to the him, character. Like a Godzilla approach. Yeah. You want like most of the movie to build and then you get the monster reveal kind of deal. Not like most of it, but like I, this is what this is what I'm trying to say. And this happens a lot in American cinema, horror especially. I want I don't want them to be afraid of shadows, right? Shit should be dark. There should be shadows that seem like they're moving around. Dracula should be fucking turning into things. He should be swift and cunning and clever. He shouldn't just be like a a, a winged hulk 
ripping through everyone. Like if we get a scene of that, by all means, by all means. But I want to see want a fucking. St- yeah, exactly. I want I want to see a stealthy, fucking invincible killer on you know this. What? Thing. Like That's what I, I want. At the end, Seth. very end. So from the the still or like the trailer, we see he's like more of the demonic looking bat, like the rough, real like vampire, not the you know suave. You know, a gentleman or whatever, sophisticated, whatever, that you know Dracula to be. He's more of like the the creature, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. I would love at the end, like, let him be the creature and stuff, and maybe as he feeds, you know, like you said, more, like, he gets stronger, his abilities. Like, he can, he's going around, like, turning into mist or, or whatever, you know, they're going to do with him. At the end, I would love for the him to, like, if he survives, which, who knows, they may kill him because... You never know what they're going to do nowadays. But if he survives and he makes it off the ship, which I hope he does, I would like for him to turn into a person at the end. Like, he's fed enough that he, like, now transforms into, you know, like a um, normal person dressed up, like, gives, picks up a little top hat or something, puts it on, and, like, all clean and dapper looking. I would love for that to be the case, is how the movie ends up going. But we will see. We will see. What happens then? We lost Christian again. Um, gotta love these issues for the the video versions. I'm sorry, you get full screen me for a minute. In the audio version, you just you still got me in ear holes. I hope you like it. Yes, I do. But that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. We're gonna start wrapping it up. Um, and uh, Christian, I think, is coming back. He's appearing. Man is on his Dragon Ball stuff today. But that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. We appreciate you listening. And as always, you can find the new audio episodes every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, Overcast, all the stuff. 8 a.m. Central, rate it five stars, share it with a friend, subscribe, follow, whatever, all that good stuff. Show it some love. Continue to give us listens. We appreciate it. Keep spreading the word. You can also find us on social media at Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P-I-M with Sin on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And of course, if you would like your question to be featured in a episode of sipping with sin be sure to drop us a message with the last call question you can join the gilded server gilded.gg slash sinister pack in the application put from the pod there's a whole section dedicated just to the podcast and there's also my other streaming stuff and community stuff you're more than welcome to hang out there and chat with us and get to know us but you can have a direct line to us there it is a whole section dedicated to last call questions or sinister tales um or if you would like to know about icon uh horror icons you have somebody you would like us to go over or anything like that, or a list you would like us to do, drop it in episode chat or discussions. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We love feedback from you guys. Let us know what you would like to hear and like us to go into. And then, of course, you can find the video version of the podcast every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central, on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash Sinister. Go give it a thumbs up, share it, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Let us know in the comments what you think. Hit us up on the socials. Give us your last call question there. and Let us know what you think. Or submit, like I said, horror icons. Sinister Tales, List, any of that good stuff. Hit us up on the socials. We'll take them. You can find me on my personal socials, Twitter and Instagram. I am Sinister TV. You can find me over on Kick. We've been grinding Kick lately. Kick.com slash I am Sinister. You can find me also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV, and TikTok at I am Sinister TV. And of course, Facebook, facebook.com slash I am Sinister TV. Christian, where can the lovely folks find you? 
guys can find me on my personal Instagram at Vin and Inc. All one word. You can also find me on my horror podcast, Horrorverse Pod, on all the socials. Uh, guys, I'm always online uh, answering questions, saying what's up. Uh, we're, we do a lot of versus battles is what I get in my comment section uh, most of the time, which is really fun to do. And I'll keep doing that as long as you guys want. And uh, I also like to do like little amalgamations. And one of those that I just posted today, actually, at the time of this recording is what if Pennywise became a yellow lantern? So that's the kind of stuff you guys can see over on all of my socials. Nice. Heck yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, just saw news that. Wait, where did the day go? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The game is coming out, I think, August 8th. And it's going to be a day one on Xbox Game Pass. Interesting. Nice. I will say one more thing before we leave. Uh, I would love for the the last Voyage of Demeter, that movie, to end with the quote, the death ship has a new captain. That is one of the most famous lines from the original Nosferatu movie. And that line takes place when we see Nosferatu standing on the ship and everybody is dead. So would, would you like Dracula to become a uh, go into like human form at the end, like finally? I think that because of what we're seeing from the movie, it's not from from just from the preview. It's not necessary. Um, I think because in the in the book and in the in the original movie and all that, I'm pretty sure he doesn't just like walk off of the boat off the ship. I think he turns into mist or something to get off of the ship. I can't remember. Um, but something of that nature happens. So, I mean, if he turns into some a more humanoid form, like a Nosferatu-esque form with, like, the slick-ass coat and shit, yeah. I would be okay with that. That's but I would want to see about, him like, turn into, like, a dapper fucking... gentleman-looking, you know, like... But still with the Nosferatu fangs and yeah. teeth and, and eyes and weird, like... Maybe, like, get a top if he looks and like... low and walk off, like, cover. I don't know. I think if he looks like the the Nosferatu that we have known to grow in love at the end of the movie, then sure. But if he looks like a regular person, you know, smooth and sexy and all that, I don't want to see it. You don't like to see sexy? Not for this. What if he's wearing a sundress? I mean, the fact that you had to think about that's okay. All right. You know, we're just going to are... goes down the rabbit hole. He's yeah, like, let's just in the sundress. There. Hmm. Say less. But then how could he wear a sun? He can't be out in the sun, so you won't be able to enjoy it. I mean, it thing. could be a moon dress. Get off of him. He didn't question moon, it. He just went to work. All right, moon dress, maybe we're back in it. We're, we're going somewhere. Oh, my God. I'm done with you right now. All right. But guys, thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Christian's going to shut it down. Guys, thank you so much again for coming into another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to smash that like button. Leave your comments in the comment section below. But above all else, I'm going to leave you three words. Three words that I say on every episode. If you know those words, say them with me. If you don't, listen up carefully. Don't it cut it. See you guys next time. So much for tuning into another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.